Welcome back to the This Is Texas Sports Podcast. You thought you could get rid of us. You thought we were gone. It's 2020 and we're back. Um, I'm Jeff Dolman. I'm flying solo today. Uh, Travis Jones couldn't be here. He has a morbid case of diarrhea, so you guys keep him in your thoughts and prayers. But we do have, thanks to Soundboy, Statboy, Computerboy, whatever the fuck his name is this week, uh, we do have something really awesome called Travis Bites or Travis Clips. We haven't really decided a name yet. Travis Tracks. There it is. That's it. Travis Tracks. Um, not 100% sure. Well, nothing's really changed there. Stick to the football. All right. Glad to have you back, buddy. And uh, stick to the football. We definitely will. We have a kick-ass show for you today. Um, we're going to cover free agency, and a little draft preview. But before we get to all that, before we get to that, we have something really special for you. See, we weren't just completely dormant for the entirety of last season. Uh, We actually did something really special for the draft last year. And myself and a small team that consisted of Computer Boy went to Nashville for the draft, and we did a live draft special that will be known as the This Is Texas Sports 2019 pre-recorded live draft special, and we're going to give it to you right here in a condensed version, thanks to Computer Boy. Thank you, Computer Boy, for doing all the work to take a whole weekend's worth of work and condense it down into a few very concise minutes. Let's hear it. This is Texas Sports. This is Texas Sports. Welcome to the This Is Texas Sports live draft show. I'm Jeff Dolman. I'm live in Nashville for our pre-recorded live draft show. But I'm live right now. The city's live. We are coming up pretty close to the Cowboys pick. The Texans are about to have two back-to-back second-round picks. Um, The Bengals just took a tight end, so there's been a few tight ends fall off the board. But so far, no safeties in the second round, unless I'm wrong and I missed something. Uh, but it's it's so far I would good. say it's looking really good for the boys. So far I would say this second round is the Cowboys' oyster. We got everything in front of them. They're gonna have every opportunity. I was really surprised that the Texans didn't take a safety with one of their picks, with the recently departed Honey Badger. So the Eagles are up now. So naturally, fuck them. They can totally rob us of a safety. Uh, they they like to fuck with us. That's kind of their thing. Stop with that fucking chant. Now the Eagles select a big pile of shit. A wide out. 
They took a wide out. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Thornhill still available. Um, actually, Andy Isabella slipped. He's, uh, he's available. Taylor Rapp is still available. Nasir Adderley. I mean, we could even take DK Metcalf. Crazy shit. But we'll see what's going to happen here. Guys, we could not be in a better position right now. There are three safeties available. Uh, the Cowboys are up. We're on the fucking clock. Uh, Thornhill, the guy everybody's been talking about. Taylor Rapp was supposed to go earlier. Um, Adderley. Thornhill. 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 Adderley. Taylor Rapp. Anybody who plays safety. DK Metcalf is still on the board. Here it comes. Here it comes. Ed Tall Jones. The legend. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Come on. Give it to me. What the fuck? Shit. They were all there. I mean, I'll probably grow to love him. We've been saying defensive tackle or safety. They like going later rounds for safety. We just hyped it up. I'm going to take responsibility for this, everybody. We have been hyping this safety shit up. There were three good safeties on the fucking board. I think any of us would have taken any one of them. For better or worse, that's why I'm podcasting about this. And uh, I just don't know what to say right now. We're going to take a quick break. This is I still can't believe it. This shit's fucking ridiculous. I hope we trade up and get a fucking safety. Fucking, we got a defensive lineman. Let's just trade Taco. Move back up there and let's get a damn safety, man. Before they're fucking gone. Y'all, as an amateur journalist, I'm going to have to be 100% transparent with you. I am, I'm very slightly bothered about this trip to Nashville now. But hey, maybe they, uh, obviously I didn't scout this guy. What's his name? Tristan Hill. Learn to love him. I hope he's a fucking hoss, dude. Jason Garrett did not look happy about this pick. This is <laughs> I like this guy. Fuck right. 
is the Chauncey Gardner, Deontay Thompson, Chauncey Gardner, come on, Connor who, McGovern, who's that, a guard, <sighs> okay, okay, yeah, he's a guard, 6'5", 308, yeah, we're the Dallas Cowboys, and, and we're, we're just going to have the best O-line forever, so, uh, Gotta gotta perpetuate that. Gotta take uh, alignment with our second overall pick for the second year in a row. Well, as surprised as I am, I can't say I'm surprised. He's got a good highlight reel. I thought we were gonna take a tackle, but uh, oh, he they say he played guard and center. All right, well that makes sense. Backup center. Good night from Nashville. I'm going to go take a shit. Powerful, moving, emotional, a big fucking mistake. Those are the words I would use today in 2020 to describe the 2019 draft. And Juan Thornhill was injured for the Super Bowl. But he had a great season, arguably better than any Cowboys rookie outside of Tony Pollard. But a lot has changed since then. Um, well, Red Jay's out. How about that? Um, and we have Mike McCarthy as our head coach. And he's got Jim Tom Sula on the defensive line and um, Mike Norman. As a defensive coordinator, he kept Kellen Moore as his offensive coordinator. Uh, John Fassel, Fossil, Fassel, Fossil. Everybody says Fossil. Uh, as a special teams coach, and uh, he went out and got his guy. We've got Greg Zerline coming in. So um, a pretty heavy list of departed and retained players and, and new guys. So we're going to run through that real quick. Um, and I'm going to try to bounce back and forth and try to cover some of the draft shit at the same time, just for your sake. But uh, big news, Byron Jones out, Robert Quinn out, Randall Cobb out, the GOAT, Jason Witten out, the other GOAT, Jeff Heath out, Malik Collins, Xavier Suafilo, uh, Kerry Hyder, I think Hyder to the 49ers. So all of those guys there got decent contracts. I mean, Byron... And Robert Quinn got paid. Swafilo got a good contract. I mean, Hyder went to the Super Bowl contender, the NFC champions. There's some good players. There's some good guys that were gone. Even as mediocre as the boys were, it still hurts to lose a few of those players. Jason Witten, of course, will always be missed. Travis Frederick will always be beloved and, and missed, surely. Um, but the Cowboys kind of went and did what we wanted them to do last year. This time last year, all we could talk about was defensive tackle and safety. And if we're going to speak anything of free agency to wrap it up, that's what they did. Um, not everyone is in love with HaHa -Ha Clinton Dix, but he's a good player, and he has more interceptions than anybody else in the Cowboys secondary on his career. And probably pretty comparable if you were to combine them all, whether that's a product of a system or not. But this guy's played in a couple, and one of them – was Coach McCarthy's system. Uh, the biggest splash free agent, uh, no doubt, 
is McCoy. Right. Fuck, fucking right, and, dude. And uh, that makes me very excited. We went and got a big guy. Yeah, he's at the end of his career, whatever. We've got two big dudes right in the middle. Like, I mean, what can I say? Uh, killer. Killer start, honestly. Uh, we, we filled out the blocking tight end need with Blake Bell. We've got a maybe reserve cornerback special teams player in uh, Kennedy. I was going to say, has he even touched the ball? And, uh, I didn't even. Newest splash just a couple days ago, um, Alden Smith. Fuck right. Fuck fucking right, dude. Resurrecting his NFL career. And really, you got to give it up for Jerry, you know, sticking with the game plan. We've been bringing in players with high moral character for a while. And uh, nothing against Alden. I don't know his personal story that well, but it definitely fits in line with, uh, you know, I mean, if him and Randy Gregory are fighting for the same positional spot, I mean, they actually might get in a fight. And that could be cool. we got a cool training camp coming up. Um, but... Almost more notable than departed players are the players they chose to keep on the roster. And if you stare at this list of names long enough, because I'm about to read them off this list I have here, they'll start to speak to you. Whatever. They'll start to understand where the team is is going. Because, you know, you let Byron walk, but you sign and you retain Goodwin, Thompson, Anthony Brown, three secondary players. Three secondary players there. Now, obviously, they got to keep some depth intact, and, and those guys have experience. But there's definitely, you know, with Awuzie, Lewis, and Anthony Brown as your as your top three corners currently, I'd say Lewis is probably the best one. He plays inside. It wouldn't surprise me, regardless of what happens in the draft, to see them going in the season. There's going to be a new starter on the outside. And quite frankly, folks, that scares me. So concerning the draft, yeah, I think cornerback has become our new top need. Whereas uh, before Byron's departure, I think the list looked like um, safety, defensive tackle. Yeah, sounds very repetitive. I think tight end was on that list. I don't think slot receiver was really high up on that list. So this is where it gets interesting, folks, is now our priorities kind of lie, I would say, if you could have your cake and eat it too, cornerback, edge rusher, slot receiver and and then it's kind of a toss-up you know defensive tackle tight end linebacker kind of filling out depth there but what the Cowboys did in retaining Blake Jarwin making him a starter a paid starter retaining Anthony Brown obviously Dak and Cooper haven't even mentioned that those are the two biggest retentions absolutely what they did was enable themselves to go into the draft without a big glaring need yeah Two or three years removed, some of our current con- contracts are gone. McCoy and Poe are definitely going to age. Yeah, we, we still have some of those same needs. At some point, you hope Kristen Hill steps up and plays in the middle. Um, but looking at the first-round pick, you're hoping that... What's that fucker's name from Florida? Henderson. Falls. But it's a good chance. And, and if he does, that's, that's great. It's all monkeys and toothbrushes from, from there on out. But uh, it's a good chance that the Falcons, who just lost Desmond Trufant, are going to draft him right before we do. And I don't see the Cowboys moving up because, you know, despite a extreme coaching change, a, a lot of teams go through serious rebuilding when that happens. They're still drafting to win. They, they want to win right now. They want players they are going to come in and play and win immediately. Um 
you know, the McGovern pick last year was kind of forward-looking, and here we are a year removed. Um, I'm, I'm glad we had that special because now we're like, you know, wish we could have seen him last year, but, hey, that's a guy who was drafted pretty high last year, and now we might need a little more help on that O-line. So I don't hate it. There's going to be a pick coming up here pretty soon that I'm probably not super thrilled about, but those are the kind of decisions that people who run a franchise have to make. And we have to remind ourselves as fans and amateur journalists sometimes that uh, we're not in charge. So we're going to run through a couple mock drafts here that our expert scouting department has, has scouted for us. And we're going to lay a few on you and we're trying to be as realistic as possible here. I'm not going to list all seven picks on all of these for the sake of time, but this one's pretty realistic. Uh, round 117, Kalevon Chason, um, outside linebacker slash edge rusher from LSU. That's the kind of guy that has a lot of um, versatility that I think uh, I think Coach Norman, is that his name? Nolan. Whatever. Uh, new defensive coordinator is going to like. Uh, round two, we get a corner, uh, Damon Arnett. Round three, Terrell Lewis, outside linebacker, Alabama. Uh, round four, Brandon Jones, safety from Texas. Uh, round six or seven, Courtney Davis, wide receiver, Texas A&M. <clears throat> Some of those guys won't fall. Uh, but the, actually, this one's notable because that first pick, Kalevon Chason, that's a guy that not everybody predicts to be there. Or, I mean, to, to some people think that's a reach at 17 is what I'm trying to say. Excuse me. Um, but it's highly likely that that's one of the best players for us um, if C.J. Henderson is gone. And uh, here I've got another mock here. Uh, this one, this one's pretty wild. Uh, Cowboys actually traded back into the second round top of the second round, almost the first, and gave up their second. Uh, but this one's wild. You guys can just hope and pray for a draft like this. Uh, round one, C.J. Henderson. Round two, pick 33, Grant Delpit. Yeah, I know. It'd be crazy to nab those two. Probably won't happen. Um, pick 82, Raekwon Davis, defensive tackle, Alabama. Also pretty unlikely he slips that far. Um, and then we have an edge rusher, Khalid Kareem from uh, Notre Dame. That one will be pretty wild. Um, let's see here. Here's another C.J. Henderson draft. Uh, round one, C.J. Round two, uh, we take a defensive tackle, even though we've got a couple. Ross Blaylock uh, from TCU. But Ashton Davis, safe, safety from California, was available in the third round. And then we grabbed a tight end after that. Um, there's a couple other things I like about the end of this draft here. Um, at the very end, I, th I think we had traded back, so we had an extra sixth or something, or we had a sixth. Uh, Nick Harris, center from Washington. He's popping up late in a lot of these drafts. I could see them going for a center early just because of Frederick being gone, but uh, more importantly, I think they'll probably take a center at some point in the draft, a true center regardless. And another one with this particular mock that I really like, um, he'll probably go sooner, but pick 231, punter Braden Mann from Texas A&M. He's a real man. He's the real deal. Um, so, oh, here's another. This is a good one right here. Round one, C.J. Henderson. Round two, T. Higgins, wide receiver, Clemson. Round three, Akeem Davis, Gaither, outside linebacker, Appalachian State. And then we get uh, Clemson safety, Kayvon Wallace, in the fourth round. So those are the positions that our expert scouting department has been predicting. You can kind of get a sense. Uh, we'll post these on our non-existent website later so y'all can check them out. But really, just Google 
Google mock draft and figure out how to do it yourself. It's a really great way to, you know, kill an hour or uh, take an extended dump. But I think to wrap up this draft conversation, the craziest thing that could happen, and don't rule it out, folks, is that Henderson's gone. They don't want to take Delpit or uh, Xavier McKinney with their first pick but just because they're mocked later. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't mind it. Um, but there's a good chance that one of these star wide receivers falls. Now, it's kind of taboo to take a wide receiver in the first round just because we got some good ones. Um, and there's so many in the late rounds. I really see them doing it around the third. You can still get a great guy in the third to play most likely slot receiver. But like a lot of folks say, Cooper can play uh, inside or outside, so it doesn't have to be a slot guy that they take. Uh, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard might make a really great slot receiver depending on what the coaches want to do with him. But there's a good chance that they feel comfortable enough with who they have to take the best player available at 17. And in some of these mocks, one of these top-tier first-round receivers is falling. No one, no telling who it's going to be, but the names on the list are Jerry Judy, um, Henry Ruggs, and C.D. Lamb. Uh, the first two obviously being from Alabama and C.D. Lamb of Oklahoma. So we call it Team 40-Burger. That's, that's, um, that's the term floating around the Internet right now. And I gotta say, I, I gotta say, I don't have a problem with Team Four. I'm gonna have to disagree again, with you. Yeah, w do we need within the first two to three rounds a corner, a safety, and an edge rusher? Edge edge rusher? Probably, probably so. But do you really want to pass on Henry Ruggs, fastest wide receiver in the draft, if he's available? And that, my friends, is the question I will leave you with. Thank you for joining us on this fine, fine, dreary day of solitude in 2020. But we will be back. We're going to be back with you. And uh, we're going to have a good season here, everybody. Thank you. And until next time, folks. Good night. Give it up for Jerry. Give it up for Jerry. This is Texas Sports.